Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick Bizarre News. This is season four of my podcast. I cannot believe it. But hey, we're here, season four. So we've had some very interesting news over the past three seasons, as well as our letters to Jessica, which is always fun to answer. And as always, I want to give a huge thanks to everyone who is listening and a really big shout out to all my friends and fans who are writing to me. So let's get started. I know a lot of you are wondering, Jessica, what have you been doing during the pandemic? And if you know me well, you know that I have been doing some philanthropic endeavors. I have been staying positive. I have um, done a lot of self-care and just overall um, took advantage of this pause in the world. And I hope that you guys are doing the same. Um, I have had such an enlightening time just being able to explore other options other than the things that I have been doing in my past. So just, you know, realize, you know, that you don't have to always be busy and it doesn't have to be the work that you want it to be. It can be whatever you want, right? All right. So we're going to start with our first story. And this story relates to a story that we did um, in season three, and it was about male patients who had contracted coronavirus and they were cured, quote unquote, but they still had um, lingering traces in their semen. This was written by avert.gov, and it says that COVID-19 is passed on through droplets that come out of your mouth and your nose when you cough or breathe. COVID-19 is not a sexually transmitted infection. However, it can be passed on through kissing and close contact, including sex. If you or your partner have COVID-19 symptoms, you should not kiss or have sex. There are a lot of ways to have sexual pleasure without physical contact. So try having fun with lone masturbation or um, double masturbation. Or you could do sex toys, there's phone sex, and there's also webcamming. So if you don't have any of these symptoms, having sex with a partner you live with is great. And you want to make sure that the partner that you're living with also has been tested and he doesn't have it either, or he or she. So if you decide to have sex with someone who does not live with you, then you need to take the precautions and reduce the risk of spreading it. So there are sexual health services, including um, family planning, contraceptive, pre-exposure, prophylactics, um, and they can be disrupted by the impact of COVID. So just remember to get in touch with your um, primary care provider for even more um information but based on the current evidence coronavirus the virus that causes COVID-19 illness is not passed on through vaginal or anal intercourse however coronavirus is passed on through contact with droplets from the nose and the mouth including the saliva of an infected person which can um, happen through close contact this means there's a significant risk of passing it on through kissing and physical touching if one person has the virus there's also evidence that the virus is present in feces so rimming 
Licking around the anal areas can also be a way the virus is passed on as well as semen. So can you have sex during the COVID pandemic? And I get a lot of folks who want to know this. So Avert says during the COVID-19 pandemic, many governments are asking people to stay indoors, limit your physical contact between people to and the spread of the virus. So here are some things you should know concerning sex. So if you and your sexual partner are displaying symptoms, a dry persistence, cough, temperature, difficulty breathing, you need to limit the close physical contact. This means no physical intimacy, no kissing, cuddling, anal, vag, none of it. So then um, the non-physical contact sex, having sex with yourself has no COVID risk and it's one of the best ways to keep enjoying sex during this pandemic. You can also explore other ways to have sex without anyone physically present, including through the phone or a webcam. If you decide to go online, just be aware what you are sharing and who you are sharing it with. Remember to only do what feels right. Your partner may want to explore this new way of being sexual, but you should not feel pressured or persuaded to share sexual content over the phone or the internet. And I'm just going to put in there, just remember social media is monitored by the CIA. Yes, it is. You may want to Google that. So sex with someone that you live with, if you live in the same house and it's a regular sex partner, you both know you're each other's regular sex partner, there are no other partners, and you don't have any symptoms, then you can continue having consensual sex as normal and as much as you like. If your partner is having sex with other people who do not live with you, just remember that this will increase your risk of getting COVID. So sex with someone that you don't live with during this time, some countries are actively discouraging hooking up or having sex with people you do not live with. This is because there is a heightened risk of picking up COVID-19 or passing it on to others, which undermines public health efforts. So if you are a sex worker, Consider going online, sexting, using videos and chat rooms or taking a break from your business as usual activities if you can. Me being a quote unquote sex worker and adult film entertainer, I go by guidelines, which is regulated by the adult entertainment industry. And until there is a vaccine, they prefer that we not shoot. Or if we do shoot, we shoot with someone who we have been regularly having sex with who has been tested. So just so you guys know, Jessica's not getting no booty either. (laughs) All right, so then we go to high-risk groups and sex. So if you have a medical condition that would put you at a greater risk of getting severe COVID, then you should be extra careful with all aspects of your life, including your sex life. So you may want to consider stopping in-person sex or limiting the sex to just a partner who lives with you, but you also need to take extra precautions as well. So limiting the spread during sex. If you have sex with someone you do not live with, there are a few things you can do to lower that risk. So they say during sex, avoid kissing, exchanging saliva with anyone. Outside of that, avoid sexual activities, which could include um, swallowing semen or licking around the anus. Use condoms, dental dams to reduce the contact of your um, saliva with poo or saliva. You take a shower, wash your hands and body thoroughly with soap and water before and after sex and some people are like well before sex 
yeah, you want to do it before sex because you never know what you have on you. You never know what they have on them. And sex and a shower is always really fun to just, hey, let me wash you off. And hey, you can wash me off. It's a really um, non-judgmental way to get people clean as well. So then if you use sex toys, you need to um, wash them thoroughly. They say soap and water. Do not share them. Me being a pro, I usually use like a fourth of a cup of vinegar and then I use water because vinegar is a natural um, agent that kills germs and you want to make sure the stuff that you're putting into your vagina does not um, affect your pH balance and soaps can do that. So that was just a little something for me. So mutual masturbation while physical distancing. Hey, I do that anyway and that's super fun. (laughs) So you want to limit your physical interactions by reducing the number of sexual partners you have overall at the same time or during different times. So sexual health services during COVID-19. During this pandemic, some sexual health services may be disrupted. So this includes services for family planning contraception, sexual health testing, and pre-exposure prophylaxis. To limit the spread of the virus, many clinics may move to online consultations, they may suspend walk-in services, they may reduce their hours, they may close or be referring people somewhere else. It's important important to stay up to date with your local healthcare provider by checking their website or giving them a call every three to six weeks. Contraception and family planning. Um, where legal, this COVID pandemic may also disrupt the provision of essential abortion services. So you want to contact your health provider. Um, preventing HIV is still really important during this time. Make sure that you have an adequate supply of condoms, at least 30 days worth of PrEP as well. If you are taking PrEP, some people on PrEP may decide that their HIV risk is low because they are having less sex during the pandemic. And if you decide to stop taking PrEP, make sure you know how to stop it and start it again. For most populations taking daily PrEP, they will need to have seven sex-free days before they can stop taking it so that their last sex act is fully protected. You can check out Prepster for lots more information. And that's the story about COVID and sex. Our second story is by Bradley Lamb, written September 28th of 2020. The 90-day fiancé star Larissa Dos Santos Lima fired for porn live stream. The 90-day fiancé star Larissa Dos Santos Lima confirmed that TLC fired her after she appeared in a soft porn lingerie webcam show for a certain camming site. She then wrote... Dear friends and followers, I want to make a statement for you. I'm no longer a cast member of the show 90 Day Fiancé. This is my final statement because of my show with this live streaming website. I was released from my contract with TLC by phone the day before ICE arrested me. I will continue producing content for my official channels on Instagram, some other places, and YouTube. Thank you for understanding, love, and attention. According to TMZ, Larissa made more than $100,000 for her show. Her live stream was reportedly one of the most watched of all time on the site. It's the kind of cash she's making on this platform, and it is unlikely that she will be 
being on the TLC too much. And all I have to say for Larissa is welcome to the family, girl. Our third story was written September 27th of 2020. The headline is pornographic websites may be banned in India, but consumption of porn has only spiked. The worrying trend is that a recent survey found a spike in the number of children surfing adult and porn websites. The Chronicle writes, Children are exposed to several things while growing up, and for better or worse, many of these things have a lasting impact on them. Pornography has been around since time of immemorial. Now, with the pandemic imposed lockdown, social distancing, and a collective despair about the future, many have been finding instant pleasure in adult content. However, the increased traffic on pornographic websites is not the concern or what this article is about. The worrying trend is that a recent survey found a spike in the number of children surfing adult and porn sites. The reasons range from the schools and colleges being closed in the country, leaving many students with free time on their hands to to the easy access they have had to the adult websites because many are online on their mobile devices and other handheld devices for online classes. This development is naturally worrying for parents. For young children, watching pornographic content could be a recipe for disaster, especially couples with conventional patriarchal ideas of Indian society. Shravan Bharati, who is currently in his 30s, reasons that beside it being an outlet for instant gratification, porn is something kids could easily prefer to enjoy watching rather than discussing this with their friends, their teachers, or their folks. Talking about sex with family and friends is still a lot embarrassing, and there is always a fear of being judged, says Shravan. Come to think of it, it's not only children, but also adults who surf through porn content because all said and done, the learning, quote unquote, comes without the awkwardness that may have been so hard um, from loved ones. A prohibition that's creating demand. The Indian administration has to date banned over 3,500 porn websites in the country. Holy shit, folks. Yet, India ranks third in the world, followed by American and then Britain in terms of consuming pornographic content. So clearly, banning the above website has not had an impact. Ritish Bahatia, a cybercrime investigator and a security consultant, for one, calls out the ban as useless while pointing to something more potentially dangerous. Banning of existing porn sites has encouraged players in the field to develop newer URLs with easier access. So when a child types anything with a keyword addressed to a porn content, the user is directed to a regional pornographic site, which attracts the user even more because they are in regional languages. Also, as regards to the internet in India today, three vital things are amiss, anonymity, privacy, and trust. So what could a ban to pornography do? Banning will certainly make no sense.
Ratish further points out another frightening trend with respect to kids and their exposure to adult content. Apart from the conventional content, he says, children are now also exposed to child pornography. So it should ideally be referred to as child abuse material. Ratish points out that these child pornography videos are in huge demand. It's like watching a magic trick that you want to try doing too. You see something and you want to see if you can do it as well or better, only in this case it is something as dangerous and child nudity and exposure so also i believe banning is not as effective solution because children are very curious stated ratish a growing concern children are exposed to several things while growing up and for better or worse many of those things have a lasting impact on them now with an excessive exposure to technology children are glued to video games and social media apps most of their free time Experts point out that the excessive use of social media has also caused a rise in the number of children accessing adult content, especially as most of the content available on these forums is sexually arousing in some form or another. Sharing as example, cyber psychologist and the founder of Cyberbullying Awareness, Action, and Prevention's Norali Bahatia adds the kind of content children have been consuming on most of the online platforms these days have sex-laden content, which naturally leads to curiosity. And at their age, the body is also going through a change, and it's natural to feel attraction towards the opposite or same gender. So the curiosity of what's online, as well as the body's acceptance of it, is very high. Sharing an example, Narali talks about how most of the popular video games have characters that are fully grown with autonomy similar to that of a real man or a woman, with a highly sexual aurora aura added to the graphics. These are the factors that drive children towards pornography, as the cyber psychologist. It is also important to note the kind of language kids are being exposed to. What they see in the environment is what they are attracted to exchange of conversation. While the internet can be a boon or a curse, depending on how it is utilized, parents also need to provide sustainable solutions to tackle the concern. It doesn't help that the Indian culture has never been open about expressing physical love. And children in India, unlike those in foreign countries, don't get to see their parents exchanging physical intimacy and thus do not get exposed to the physical expression of love. What's more, in their attempt to keep their children away from the dangers of adult content. Many parents prefer restricting than educating them about the consequences of the unprotected and ill-informed sources of sex. Clinical psychiatrist Alpis Pankal points out that curbing cannot be a solution, though talking about sex and everything related is a much better idea. Good sex education from childhood and openness around the topic is one of the safest practices parents could adopt for their children and teenagers to ensure that the child does not become a compulsive consumer of pornography. Parents could talk about it using examples, suggests Narali. However, problems begin with the fact that they do not want to believe that their child is watching porn. And sadly, as it is not easy for a child to talk about it with their parents or his peers, it does not become a part of a children's conversation in a group.
All right, it's the second half of my podcast, The Letters to Jessica. I want to give a big thanks to everybody who sent a letter to me for their advice. Also want to let you guys know I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist, just an extra woke person who enjoys helping other people. So if you've just tuned in, this is something that we do on my podcast. The first half is dedicated to bizarre sex news that I think you guys would be interested in and news that you wouldn't hear otherwise. And then the next half is just me, you know, wrapping it up with my fans. So let's get started. Our first letter is from a male who is from New Jersey and he writes, Dear Jessica, I was unfaithful and I cheated on my girlfriend three years ago. It was only three times and each time I hid it from her well okay so all right let's see where this letter's gonna go (laughs) she says she forgives me but she still acts like she doesn't trust me sometimes it isn't obvious but it's little things and it's honestly annoying me is there any advice you could give me to get my girl to act the way she did when we first started all right so male in New Jersey I know you're going to want me to say, you know, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. But unfortunately, I can't say that because you're a cheater. Um, You broke the sanctity and the trust of this relationship. So, yes, she did forgive you. But the thing is, she may not be able to forget because of certain behaviors that you have. And you're going to say, Jessica, what behaviors? I got to act a certain way now. Yes, you do. If you love her, if you want to keep her, there are certain things that you're going to have to allow her to be a part of in your life for her to feel like she can fully trust you. Does that mean she needs to be your riding buddy when you want to go somewhere all the time? No, but it does mean that you are going to have to do a lot more work than you did when you got her. Because here's the thing. Usually when a girl gets with a guy, we look at you as this squeaky clean person, kind of like you guys do us. And we put you on this pedestal. We may give you a little bit too much power, but we're not going to say nothing because you're ours and we love you. So she could have did that. She could have thought that you were the greatest, the kindest, the smartest, the loyalist. And then she finds out, oh my God, you've been cheating on me now once not twice but three times and then from what you've told me you hid it from her so you didn't tell me how she found out but you told me you hid it from her and that's one thing you don't ever want to have in a relationship is somebody hiding that from you I mean because this is the thing even if you were cheating on her because that's your stilo she's still gonna feel like maybe you were cheating on her because it was her people unfortunately they take cheating personally they take emotional abuse personally they take your attitudes personally especially when you're in a relationship with them it's true so maybe you cheated because you just needed to blow some steam off maybe you cheated because this was somebody you wanted to knock off a year a couple years ago and you didn't get the chance but this was the chance and you did it she doesn't really give a shit she doesn't care why you did it What she cares about is that you did it and now she doesn't know if she can trust you. She doesn't know if she can plan her future with you. And so now you have her waiting for the shoe to drop. And that's what it feels like. She's she's gonna be nice to you because you're being nice to her. She's gonna love you because you loved her. 
But in the back of her mind, she's always going to think, is he doing it to me how he did it before? So I'm going to go back to what I told you before about your behavior. So if this was something that you did off of a hookup site, I would suggest sitting her down and deleting all of my hookup quote unquote apps that you know make her uncomfortable. And if you don't know that, sit her down and be like, hey, babe, you know, you haven't said anything about it, but I want to gain even more of your trust, your love and respect because, son, you lost her respect. She's never going to say that to you, but you did. And um, when you sit down with her, you give her your phone. Yep. You've given her that phone and you say, I'm going to let you go through it. You can go through this phone at any time or give her the code to your phone and make sure that she realizes that you are being sincere. Okay. Because sometimes it doesn't feel like you're being sincere. You hear my phone open it. Mm, Don't do any of that. Just let her let it come from a place of love. Here's my phone. Go through it anytime. Are there any apps on this phone that make you uncomfortable? If you feel like you need to ask me who I'm speaking with on the phone, ask me. But you have to be so transparent that eventually that shoe that she's waiting to drop, it won't drop. Now, if you can't do any of this, if you can't be open, if you can't be transparent, and if you still sneaking around, or if you still acting like you're sneaking around, because, you know, men are private people by nature, so they don't tell their girlfriend everything. But unfortunately, since you're in the situation, you have to start telling her everything to the point where she'll be like, babe, I don't want to hear that shit. That's too much information. But if you can't do that, any of that, babe, you got to let her go because she's wasting her time with you and you're wasting her time. Does that make sense? Unfortunately, sometimes for a wound to heal, you have to back away from someone and let them heal on their own. And that may be what it is. Now, if this is just a little naggy nag and you're annoyed, you have no reason to be annoyed. You understand? If you're going to be with her, you better um, hide that annoyance. You better never say, I'm annoyed again, because you cheated on her. And I don't care what she did. She could have ran down the street ass naked. If she didn't have no dick in her, she wasn't cheating. You should not have cheated on her. Do you understand? Infidelity comes with a price and a consequence. And my friend, if your consequence is that she does not no longer trust you, then you got to live with that consequence. And the only way to make up for that consequence, unfortunately, is you got to do the fucking work. And that work is transparency, honesty, and genuine sincerity for her. Because you are basically, you have her heart in your hands and it's probably a little damaged and now your job is to mend it. Thank you so much for the letter. I hope it works. Let me know how it goes. The next letter is from a female in Seattle. She writes, Dear Jessica, I am casually having sex with someone. He only likes to have sex on the rooftop of buildings. He told me he likes to hold my head off the edge while he fucks me. Should I be scared? Oh, 
All right, female in Seattle, you guys are living dangerous up in that piece. Um, first off, good job about, you know, having, you know, your COVID sex <laughs> outside. No, I'm joking. That was a really poor joke. Um, okay, so this is the issue that I think you should have with this, is that this person is playing around with your life. Now, it would be different had you wrote me and said, Dear Jessica, me and this guy like to have really wild sex. Sometimes we fuck on rooftops and I like to have his head hanging off a ledge. And then sometimes he likes to have my head hanging off a ledge. And I'd say, oh my God, that's like crazy, crazy sex. But what I'm seeing is a pattern of basically abuse because you're not the one doing this. He's doing this to you. And the fact that you're asking, should you be scared? I think that you already are scared, but the sex is so thrilling to you that you are probably hooked. And unfortunately, this is, you know, a reason why people do risky sex. Because what a lot of people don't get is when you have sex, just like when you work out, you have something called happy endorphins. Happy endorphins make you feel, oh my God, I'm so happy. I can take over the world. I can crush this shit. I can do drywall. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're there. And then on top of that, you add adrenaline to the happy endorphins. And it's like, oh my God, I can see rainbows, like all that shit, right? So that's where you're at. But I want you to also remember that it only lasts for that time. And each time when he has sex with you, it's going to get riskier and riskier and riskier. And I just want to point out to you, again, he's not risking his life. He's risking your life. Because what happens if he fucks you so hard you fall off the rooftop? Do you really think he's going to look over and be like, oh? Or do you think as soon as you go splat and somebody says screams, that nigga is gone. Gone, gone. Yeah. You sell my ghetto, come out at me. Because I'm shocked, girl. Like, I think as women, we really need to have more control over our sexuality. And we, we don't always have to be a pick-me chick in in these kind of casual sex uh situations and i know you're gonna be like bitch i know pick me chick no but you're acting like one because as soon as he told me that i would have said what i said to you earlier i would have said okay am i gonna get to fuck you with your head off a ledge that would have set the stage for equality and once you have that stage set it also sets boundaries so then it would be oh well I can't choke her unless she lets me choke you know what I mean it's it's a give and a take and this sexual experience that you're having this casual sexual encounters that you're having with this man it does not feel like a give and a take it feels like you're getting it and he's taking it whatever energy that is he's taking that so be very aware when you're having sex with people the energy that they're giving to you and the energy that you're giving to them after these sexual encounters always monitor how you feel and from you writing me I would imagine that your friends are worried for you and you're also worried for you if you're you know scared that you can't tell him then girl cut him off ghost his ass you know how many people ghost (laughs) you know what I mean ghost him whatever because again it's a casual sexual encounter and then another thing is if you are not no longer comfortable with this maybe talk to someone about it other than me you know what I mean because I get why you're contacting me I'm an adult film star I've had bizarre sex I you know what I mean yes but this is dangerous 
because this is your life. It's not both of you. You know what I mean? I can understand if y'all were on a hot air balloon and y'all both fucking y'all's brains out. Okay, both of you could possibly die. So there's the, you know what I mean? There's a risk and a reward, but this is more about him playing with your life. And unfortunately, we only have one life and I want you to live yours open, honest, and sexually free. And hey, if this is your thing, if you like having your head off of a ledge and somebody's got their hand on your throat while they're beast fucking you, girl, more power to you. But I just want you to be aware that it's very dangerous and that it sounds very dangerous. All right? And just be safe. You know, that's the number one thing that we do when we have crazy sex is that we make sure that we have a safe word and that we are being safe and that the people we're having casual sex with, they can still respect our boundaries. I think a lot of the times when we have casual sex, we think that means that we can do whatever with this person because we're having casual sex. He don't know me like this. So if, if I want him to eat my ass for three hours, whatever is casual sex, but we need to be very mindful. Yeah, it's casual sex, but we still need to be wearing condoms. Yeah, it's casual sex, but we still need to be having the how many partners have you fucked? Because if it's casual sex, this is is the thing I've noticed people are more honest when they're having casual sex hookups about their sexuality what they want sexually than they are in a real relationship so be honest with yourself and with these casual with these people that you're having casual sex with with this guy I would say you would know him better than I. You really didn't tell me about his personality type, whether he's dangerous, whether he's a dom, whether, you know what I mean? So I would say gauge it based on that. But my strong suggestion is I would no longer partake in this because I'm going to say something to you and you're going to think I'm crazy as hell. But I would bet money that is the only way that he can get his dick hard. Yeah, adrenaline junkies. Adrenaline junkies are fun. Don't get me wrong, girl. He gonna fuck the shit out of you on every rooftop. And you're gonna, ooh, ooh, ooh. But ask him to fuck you in a bed. Ask him to have a romantic fuck session with you and see what that dick do. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for the letter. Hope this advice worked. Our last and final letter comes from Ohio. It is written by a male. He writes, Dear Jessica, my best friend's girlfriend is a childhood friend of mine. We grew up together, we went to school together, and our family hangs out on holidays as well. I caught my best friend cheating on her. He's like a brother to me, but she is also like a sister to me. Who am I supposed to be loyal to? Mm. I would say be loyal to yourself, male in Ohio, because you're really the only one that you're going to have at the end of this. All right. So hmm, this is a this is a conundrum. <laughs> we'll have to see on this. So your best friend's girlfriend is a childhood friend. So you have way more invested with this. You guys have grown up together. You have went to school together and your family hangs out on holidays. Yeah. So. It would seem that you are probably the reason she got with a friend. Just from the letter. So just, you know, indulge me with that. So let's say that you are the person who hooked them up. 
It is your duty, not just as her friend, but as family, because you said it yourself. She's like a sister to me, and he's like a brother. But I would think that you are the big brother, and this is little sister, and you need to look at it like that. What if this was your little sister? You would beat his ass. Just want to throw that out there. If you knew that your little sister was dating a guy and she was always telling you about all the fun surprises she had for him and all the love and energy and time she was putting into this man and then you saw him with another woman, you would beat his ass. Yep, you would. But the thing that's stopping you is I'm pretty sure that this is your roll dog. And because it's your roll dog, you're feeling like, Well, I don't want to blow his shit up because he could blow my shit up. But that's the thing. Is he really a friend? Because let's be real here. A real friend would not have put you in a compromising position to have to tell your other friend that he is fucking around. Yeah, there's a difference in having friends and associates. And sometimes this is the thing I think people are missing these days is that there are not that many friends around, but there are a ton of associates. People who want to who wanna get in trouble with you, people who want to hang out with you when the getting is good and you're, on, you're high on the hog, living off that hog, as we say. You're doing great and they want to be there. They, hey, they want to be in the crowd too. Like, this is my man. This is my friend. You're my best friend kind of shit, right? But the truth is, when the hard times come, that's when you have a friend. Your friend is the person who was down for you the most. The friend is there when you lose everything. Your friend will say, hey, you lost everything. You can have some of mine. Now, do I think he's that kind of friend? I don't know. You didn't say. But you did tell me something, one thing, and that he is disloyal. Do you understand? So a loyal person should never worry about their loyalty. What they should worry about is the disloyalty that's going on. Now, what's going to happen, unfortunately, is she's going to find out that he was cheating. She's going to find out. And then the sad thing is, you're her big brother. So big brother, he was cheating on me. Did you know that he was cheating on me? Boom. And now you got to look like the everlasting big brother asshole. Then family functions are going to get uncomfortable because you acted like a disloyal prick. And unfortunately, honey, that's what you're acting like. This is little sister. That's, you know, broski. I'll say he's broski. Because, again, a real friend would never put you in this kind of compromising situation. This is a compromising situation. Because when this shit blows up, she's going to not want to be your friend. She's not going to want to be his friend. She's going to tell her mama and daddy. Then your mama and daddy are going to want to talk to you. And who wants to talk to their mom and dad when they're in their 20s and 30s about fucking cheating? Yeah, nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Not even me. My mom and dad are in their 70s. And if they called me right now about some cheating shit, I would, yes, ma'am. No, sir. Nobody wants to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be grounded in, at this time in my life. So just remember that. In all seriousness, just remember that these are people. And this isn't about loyalty, disloyalty. This is about family. And this girl was your family first. And unfortunately, families fight. Families get back together. You know what I mean? So you, big brother... 
are going to have to do this. You got one or two ways, okay? This is this is how Gravit would do it. The first is you know he's cheating. So then I would pull his ass aside and I would say, you either tell her, you either break up with her, tell her you're cheating on her, or I will. And if he then says, he starts threatening you with whatever whatever bullshit skeletons you got going on, hey, tell him, bring it on. Because you always got to call your best friend's bluff. If he's your best friend, you call his bluff. Then you say, I'm going to, and you know, give him a time frame. You got a week, you got two weeks, you got today, you got tomorrow. Because again, you haven't really told me how long you've known that he's cheating on her. But if this is, if he's been cheating on her for more than two weeks and you know about it, you are just as guilty as he is. And you, sir, have to come clean. Yep, that's how that works. So I would give him a time frame. And in that time frame, if he doesn't do it, then you will have to be the whistleblower. The second way you could do it is you could just invite both of them over, make them have a sit down, and then he has to spill his guts. Because this is the thing. You don't want to create any more drama. You don't want any more he say, she say. You don't want to go to her and I got to tell you something. You want to go to him, I got to tell you something. You want to sit both of them down together and say, look, I love both of you like family. You're my favorite brother. You're my favorite sister. But when it comes to loyalty, one of us has been disloyal. And that is my brother. He has been disloyal to my sister. And I need you guys to either fix it or blow it up and be done. But unfortunately, sir, since you are basically the catalyst for this because you know both of them and you're very close with both of them, you're going to have to be the one to, you know, do the right thing. And unfortunately, as a big brother, that's one of those things is doing the right thing. Does this mean that they'll hate you forever? If they're real friends, Mr. Mail in Ohio, no, they won't hate you. They'll actually think you really kick ass for that. Like, man, you got some fucking balls. You got some courage. Man, good job. Way to stand up for the things that you believe in. But just make sure, this is another thing, make sure when you're standing up for your little sus that you are conducting yourself in the same way that you would want your friend to. So if you have a girlfriend, I hope you're being loyal. If you have, you know some things going on that aren't very on the up and up maybe you want to clean it up but at this point you are big brother and you're gonna have to do the big brother thing thank you so much for the letter let me know how it goes well that's all the time we have I need your support, Team Grabbit. If you value the free and paid content that I've delivered over the years, please consider subscribing to my accounts or my official website, jessicagrabbit.com today. If you're already a subscriber, now's a great time to use the tip me feature on this Anchor app, as well as the other sites that I have. Send me an Amazon gift card or refer 10 friends that you know that will benefit from my service. Remember, 
Every contribution, big or small, will ensure that I am able to produce content in the years to come. One day soon, this crazy era of social distancing and hunkering down at home will be behind us. And I'll be back working out at the gym at 6.30 a.m. and camming my regular 10 to 11 a.m. shift. And I know all of you are having fantasies about getting immersed in some of the out of the house activities once again. But for now, Every one of us needs alternative ways to escape. And I aim to be that escape. So long. And remember, be good or be good at it. Until next time. Bye.